0: You're listening to a podcast of the Sunday morning message from Grace Christian Church in the city of Cork on the beautiful south coast of Ireland. We hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you. Today I'm going to talk about losing your voice. I'm not talking about physically losing your voice, but in my experience, most people who have a faith in Jesus Christ at some stage, because of the knocks you get in life, we lose our voice. I think in life, people lose their voices. The origins of what I want to say occurred to me when I was on holidays in France a few weeks ago, and I went walking in a beautiful forest area. It was really stunning. The trees were in full bloom, and then I came across one tree as I was walking. And the, the way I normally pray is I walk, I find it really helps me when I'm praying if I walk. And so I was walking and praying through this forest in France, and I came across this tree that was losing its leaves. And I thought, it's early July. Why is a tree losing its leaves in early July? It's totally weird. That should happen in later autumn. And I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me. And I felt this word come up in my soul, that as believers, or even those who are coming to faith in Jesus, if you're new, it's easy. It is so easy that we lose something in our faith when we go through life difficulties. Just like that tree was losing its leaves because something had affected it, so you and I can lose our spiritual voice. My parents had a stormy relationship, my mother and father, and they were both very strong personalities, but far stronger was my dad. He was the the big personality in the house. And I remember growing up, and we would all be sitting around the table, and there'd be fierce discussions and debates about politics and life and all sorts. But I remember there came a time, my dad was such a strong personality that my mother lost her voice in the relationship. She stopped having an opinion. Because my dad was so strong and it was causing so much hassle in the house and they would very often argue fiercely that she just stopped having an opinion. And even though I was only, whatever, 12, 13, I could see straight away something wasn't right. My mother lost her voice because I guess my dad wasn't sensitive enough to listen to her and allow her to have her own opinion. And I'm sure there are some of us here today, and even in our marriages, even in our friendships with our mum or our dad or our sons or our daughters, we've lost our voice. For My own mother didn't last too long. (laughs) She got her voice back because he went too far in his opinion and she had to tackle him, and that was the end of that. But I want to look at someone in the Bible who lost their voice, and it's... Kind of a well known account in scripture, but it is to do with a man called Zechariah. And I'm going to just read some abridged verse, verses from Luke chapter 1. So may God bless the reading of his word today in Jesus' name. Amen. Zechariah was a Jewish priest, and his wife Elizabeth, they were a godly couple. Godly couple but they did not have children, and now they were old. One day, it was finally Zechariah's turn to burn incense in the temple. Suddenly, the angel Gabriel appeared, but Zechariah was confused and afraid. And so the angel told him, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayers. Your wife will give birth to a son, and you are to call him John. But, Zechariah said to Gabriel, how can this happen? Since my wife and I are both old, because you have not believed what I have said, you will lose your voice until this comes to pass, Gabriel the angel said. And then it goes on, when the boy was born, the people around asked, what will he be called? And Zechariah wrote, his name is John. Immediately, his voice was restored, and then he praised God, and he prophesied, hallelujah. In fact, it says he was filled with the spirit, and he praised God. And he prophesied. People are talking about holidays. It's holiday season. Where would you like to go on holidays? I did have a lovely holiday. But you know what? More than anything, if I was given the choice, I'd love to go back in time. And I'd love to be there. And I'd love to be watching everyone's face. And I'd love to be looking at a man who had lost his voice but found his voice. And he found his voice with such a power and an anointing that he was filled with the spirit and prophesied. What an experience. Hairs on the back of your neck standing up are what? So how does this impact you and how does it reflect on you? We're told that they were a godly couple, but they had no children and now they were old. What we all have to understand is the culture that this was set in. So this couple didn't have any children. God never put that as a terrible situation, but the culture they were living in saw that almost like a curse. And not only did they not have any children, they were now well past childbearing age. What I really respect and admire about this couple was even though God had not answered their prayers, they were still following him. Hallelujah! You have to ask yourself the question, if God doesn't answer my prayer, will I still love him? Will I still follow him? Or am I just here for him to answer my prayers? Years ago Bob Dylan wrote Christian songs and he wrote the song, is God just a messenger boy for my wandering desires? Or is he my Lord? Is he my Savior? Is he the one I follow? For this couple, they followed the Lord, even though he didn't answer their prayers. And I would imagine there's quite a number of us here, and some prayers in our lives haven't been answered. Respect to you that you're here today. Amen? Because it's hard if a prayer isn't answered. And sometimes it's like a test in your life and in my life. And the Lord will wait and see what way we're going to go. We're told that one day it was finally Zechariah's turn to burn incense in the temple. What's that about? It's interesting that the Bible scholars maintain there was such a huge amount of Levitical Priest. So this was a tribe called Levi in the children of Israel. They were the only ones who could be these priests. Now, if you hear the word priest, you're probably getting an idea in your head. Forget it. It's not that kind of priest. These guys were a bit like pastors today. All right, amen. <laughs> so they were marrying and they normally had children and all of that. So these were regular people who loved God and ministered to the Lord. But there was such. A huge increase in this tribe. There were many, many tens of thousands of Levitical priests. And they all had to have a turn in burning the incense in the temple. And we're told, if you read into the detail, that they choose Zechariah. His name came up by lot. That means they threw dice, if you will. Who should have the turn in doing this? It meant there were so many of them that this is probably the first time in his life that Zechariah got to burn incense in the temple and to go into the holy place. Not the holy of holies, but the holy place. This was a once in a lifetime opportunity. Such was the crowd. So this was a very big deal for Zechariah. I can imagine for decades previous to this, he and Elizabeth, who must have been the best of friends, They must have had a very strong marriage. So obviously they shared their hearts with one another. And they talked through all the stuff together. And I bet you for decades they were saying, when is your turn going to come up? What will you feel like? I can imagine Elizabeth asking Zechariah, are you excited? Do you think you'll be afraid? What do you think it's like? Will you sense God's presence in there like we've never felt before? I can imagine this was a topic of conversation for a long, long time. So when Zechariah finally went in to burn the incense inside the old Jewish temple, this was a very big deal. And when he was in there, suddenly the angel Gabriel appeared, but Zechariah was confused and afraid. Now, when this angel appeared, we're not talking a little baby's head with wings. Hello! Did you ever see those old paintings? The angels is like a little cherubby kind of a face of a little two year old, and wings, and there's no body. Forget that stuff. That's some medieval artist's imagination. Gabriel was glorious. He was more than an angel, if you will, an archangel. This was an intense, incredible spiritual experience for any human being to behold. So this glorious angel appears and of course Zechariah is confused. What's going on? What's going on in my life? What's what's all this about? And the scripture tells us he was afraid. Would you be afraid? So you're after watching a movie or something tonight and you go into bed and you're going, oh the bank holiday tomorrow, I don't have to get up for work or school or whatever. And next thing there's someone standing in the room. Ooh! And he's glorious. It's it's almost spooky. But I love what Gabriel said. Love it. Gabriel Sari said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. Don't be afraid. You've heard us say it before. Three hundred and sixty-five times in the Bible you read those words. Don't be afraid. One for every day of the year. So today, the Lord is saying to you, Don't be afraid. Amen? He was afraid, and the angel said, Don't be afraid. And when the angel promised him that finally he was going to have a son, look what he said, How can this happen since my wife and I are now old? In effect, what Zechariah was saying to the promise of the angel Gabriel, thanks for the promise, angel. How about a bit of proof? Because I've been around this block a long time. You don't get better than Zechariah and Elizabeth. They were godly. They were sincere. They were living their lives without fault, practically. But when he hears a promise about that prayer, he had been praying for decades and decades and nothing had happened. You know what was going on here? Zechariah had learned how to protect himself from disappointment. And so he had learned to surround himself, if, if you will, with a little bit of skepticism. He had surrounded himself to protect himself from more disappointment again. Because his prayer hadn't been answered. How many of us here have had a prayer that has never been answered? And we're like Zechariah, we're decent people, we're godly people, we're following the Lord, but somewhere inside we're protecting ourselves so that we don't get disappointed again because we've been on the roller coaster about that big prayer a couple of times before and we really don't want to go on that roller coaster again. You see, the angel was saying this. God, because this was God's word, was saying this. But Zechariah's experience was saying that. The two hands. God's word, Zechariah's experience. The difference between the two is called faith. And Zechariah was struggling godly man that he was with making that leap science says this God says that the doctor says this about you but God says that the bank says this and God says that your history, your experience says this and God says that And so Zechariah is protecting himself like most human beings do because he doesn't want to go on that roller coaster again because he knows the bitterness of coming right down suddenly and the hurt that that brings. Look what the angel said to him. Because you have not believed, you will lose your voice until this comes to pass. He is rebuked. For his lack of faith." That's the difference. It always comes down to this, constantly in Scripture. Lack of belief, lack of faith. This is what your experience says. And this is what God says. When we were looking for a building and we got this building, it was in such a dilapidated state. We got in all various architects and so on to give us an idea of the cost and they were saying, it is well over a million euro. And we didn't even, we only had a fraction of that saved up. We were saying, where are we going to get the rest of the money? But God had spoken to us. I can remember walking through the ruins of the building here. And I know the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, this will come to pass, Tom. This will come to pass. So God said this, but the bank said that. And then, by God's miraculous hand, we raised all the money. Hallelujah. Debt free. But this is an example. The bank said this, and God said this. While you're waiting, you have to have the faith. What about my beloved friend, Michael, who's in holidays today? My fellow pastor. The consultant, I remember sitting with him about three or four days after Michael had a medical appointment with the consultant, because there was no, Elma wasn't getting pregnant. And he shared it a number of times. And the consultant said to him, Mr. O'Donovan, prepare yourself. You probably will never have children. And then Michael said to me when I met him, but this is what God spoke to me through the scripture. So science said this. And God said that. That man has three strapping, hairy boys today. (laughs) Hallelujah. We could go on and on about fantastic, miraculous answers to prayer. But when science or the bank or your history says one thing, and you know that God has promised you something better, Do you have the faith to make that jump? That's the challenge. Zechariah, godly man, didn't have the faith. So he lost his voice. He lost his voice. And this is the tragedy. And he did lose his voice. And you know what? It's not that God was pulling back on his promise. It's not that God said, Right, Zechariah, because you don't have the faith, I'm not going to do it. God was still faithful. God was gonna, still going to bless him with a son. And a, and a, and a powerful son. It was John the Baptist who was going to be his son. And one of the few places where we read that even in the womb, the child was filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No wonder the child leapt in Elizabeth's womb when Mary appeared when Jesus was in her womb. He leapt in the womb. The thing is, God wasn't gonna pull back on the promise. It just meant that Zechariah couldn't enjoy the promise. That was the cost of his lack of faith. I bet you, when he came out, and we're told he came out and he couldn't speak, and all of the people were looking on and they said something's after happening, and he was trying to communicate through sign language he couldn't go home to his best friend and talk to her about what it was like to burn incense in the temple, something the two of them had been waiting for all their lives. And he couldn't tell her about this glorious angel who had appeared. And he couldn't tell her about the promise of a son, this prayer that they both silently had kind of Died inside about because God just never answered the prayer. He was mute, he couldn't open his mouth. The promise still held, but the enjoyment, the joy was robbed. Was robbed. He was disappointed and he was protecting himself. How many of us here today? I challenge every one of you and I challenge myself. How many of us have missed out on a victory? have missed out on a miracle, because we're protecting ourselves. It didn't happen before. I don't want to get my hopes up. And that, that is the trap that so many of us fall through. And that's the trap that Zechariah fell through. Zechariah lost his voice. Paul lost his sight. The emperor Nebuchadnezzar lost his mind. All of it the same. At various stages in their spiritual journey, they lost out because they just didn't believe. They didn't have the faith. And God had to intervene. And sometimes the Lord has to take something to get our attention and to... Prove the point. But look at this in verse 64. When the child was born, and Zechariah is there still mute, he can't talk. And the people said, What's he going to be called? And even though John was not a name in their family, we're told that as soon as Zechariah wrote down to the people, His name is John. And they were shocked. Look at this. His voice was restored. He praised God. He was filled with the Spirit. And he prophesied hallelujah there is a pattern there is a rhythm for you and for me here if we look at it very briefly first we have obedience he obeyed and he wrote that his name will be John he knew that was his uh, calling Then his voice was restored, restoration. The first thing he does is he gives thanks to God. And once he gives thanks to the Lord, he is filled with the Spirit. And when he is filled with the Spirit, he ministers by prophesying. This is our template, guys. This is how we move on. If you and I have lost our voice somewhere because of disappointment and unanswered prayer, Let's obey God's word. who will say amen. As we obey, we will experience restoration. What we have lost will be restored because the God of the Bible is a God of restoration. And when he restores it, don't just go, that's great. Do what Zechariah did. Give your thanksgiving unto the Lord. I love to praise God when we meet to worship. At the start of our service, I come and I thank God for all that he's done in the week gone by. And I praise him for it. And somewhere in the midst of you forgetting about yourself and thanking the Lord, you will know what it is to be filled with God's Holy Spirit. And as you are filled with God's Holy Spirit, it is almost impossible not to minister in some way, whether that's prophesying or reaching out or helping someone or whatever it is, you will minister. So he went from zero to hero, simply, finally, by obeying. I'm asking every one of us here, be honest. Why are we coming here? We're coming here because we take our faith seriously. You're in here on a bank holiday Sunday because you take your faith seriously. You wouldn't be here otherwise. You take your faith seriously. Be honest. Have you been disappointed by an unanswered prayer? Then allow the Holy Spirit to move. We're going to pray that you will have the faith to go from what the doctor said to go from what the bank says, to go from what your boss or your school says, to go from what your history says, and move across to what God says, what God promises, what God wants for your future. Making the leap by faith. Some of us, maybe many of us, need to find our voice again you've lost your voice it is God's will that you find it again many of us have to start praying again for that old prayer and maybe it's a new prayer and it's deep in your soul and it's cutting in your soul by God's grace you and I can see that prayer answered and see it blessed by God's presence so we're going to sing a song band can you come up we will not be shaken. I've asked for this song. The lads sang it a little earlier there in the worship. We will not be shaken. Unanswered prayer, I won't be shaken. Zechariah and Elizabeth had an answered prayer. It just didn't come in their timeline, but it came in God's timeline. Will you stand with me? I want you to open your mind and open your soul and be ready to pray that you would know the filling of the Holy Spirit this morning the touch of heaven because you're saying God I am not going to protect myself before you anymore I am going to believe what you have promised me let's sing the song we will not be shaken and then we're going to pray we're going to pray God's spirit upon you hallelujah
1: Battle Rangers, though the battle rangers, we will stand in the fight. Though the armies rise up against us on all sides, we will not be shaken. We will not be shaken.
0: A choice are you going to be shaken and blown around by your circumstances are you going to trust God are you going to allow God to fill you with the Holy Spirit because you have enough faith to rise up if you've got a disappointed prayer an unanswered prayer will you lift your hand be honest a prayer that hasn't been answered going to bring that prayer before God's throne today. And as we do it, we're going to pray that the Lord will grant you the faith to go from what the doctor, the banker, your history, your boss, your your school says, and to go to what God says. Let's not be robbed of victories and miracles because of our past. If you've lifted up your hand, I'm going to ask you to join me at the top, that you would be filled with God's Spirit. We're going to sing it again. Let's sing it up high, the last bit we sang. Hallelujah. Make your way to the top, guys. That disappointment before the Lord, that issue that we have yet to see God move, we put it in our hands, O God. And as these men and women are lifting up hands to you in heaven, see the need, look at the unanswered prayers, the people, the sickness. The inability, the sense of failure, and hurt, and desperate disappointment. We may have been told one thing by the world, but we long for what you have said to come to pass in our lives. So we invite you in to that disappointment, we invite you in to that place of hurt. And by the courage that your Holy Spirit brings us, we pray that you would give us the ability to make ourselves vulnerable before you, oh God, and not to constantly protect ourselves from disappointment. Living God, we lay ourselves bare and we say, Father in heaven, We will trust in you. We do not want to be robbed of a victory or of a miracle in Jesus' name. We pray that you would give us the faith to go from what the world says to what you says. We welcome you, O God, and we pray you would move by power. So we pray now as our hands are lifted to heaven. Fill us with the Holy Spirit. We obey you. We give you thanks. We want your restoration. We want to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can bless you and bless others. Come Spirit of God and move in these men and women now. The scripture from Ruth is coming to me. Ruth's first husband died and she could have stayed in a place of despair. And I believe God is speaking to one of the sisters here. And the Lord is saying, a relationship has died. You have a choice today. You stay in the place of death. Or you do as Ruth did. And you go back to the house of bread, to Bethlehem. You go back to the Lord. God is going to raise up a future husband, partner for you. Like you never thought before I pray in Jesus name Into that life Our lives not going to ask for any show hands But I pray by God's power You would know that restoration I pray God would move And just put a little bit of faith in your soul So you can leave the land of Moab And you can journey To Bethlehem And you will meet your Boaz You will meet the man God has for you we pray that restoration into your life in Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah there, 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 there's just a sense I have prophetically as well that there's someone here and your, your disappointment has been added to by the words of someone else someone has been speaking words into you and they've been like robbing you of your faith not a Christian, a non-Christian whether it's your family or a friend, their words are like a curse to you because they're stealing all your faith and it's like you don't know what to believe. You've been listening to propaganda from someone who doesn't know the Lord. This is a live issue. You need to lift up your hand if you're brave enough. If you've heard words that have been robbing you, would you lift up your hand if that's you, it's someone here, okay? Yeah, lift up your hands. need to give those lies over and we need to choose today. Who are you going to believe? A human being who's only walked this planet for a few decades or the God who created the earth itself? Who are you going to believe? Lift up your hand if that's you. I pray by God's Holy Spirit those words, those lies that have been spoken into your life about your future We come against those lies now. I break any curse that has been spoken over you. I break any false belief system. And I pray God's word would rise up in its place. And that you would believe what God says. And not what man or woman says. We pray this into your life. In Jesus name. And all who prayed the prayer said. Hallelujah. One more prayer. One more prayer who wants to be filled with God's Holy Spirit with all your heart. Whether you're down there or up here, if you want to be filled by God's Holy Spirit, there is nothing like it. If you have never experienced this and you love the Lord, this is your right. It doesn't mean you're saved. We're saved by faith alone who'll say amen. But it is another blessing God has for us. So if you want to be filled with the Spirit, let's pray now and we we lift up our hands wherever we are in the room because when God's spirit fills us we can take on the strongest demon in hell he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world we lift up our hands and we pray the filling the infilling of God's Holy Spirit I declare this is a biblical doctrine I declare that God's word says be ye being filled by the Holy Spirit in the book of Romans it says it in the book of Acts it says it in the book of Corinthians it says it in the Gospels oh God it is prophesied in the Old Testament so we receive the biblical promise of being filled with the Spirit Lord we lead and we need to be filled again. I pray fire from heaven would fall on this bank holiday Sunday, all over this hall, up and down the corridors. I pray your spirit would break out into every life and every family here. May every apartment and house represented here know that breakthrough. May God's Holy Spirit fall upon you. Break through now in Jesus' name. And may each one know May each one know that there is no one but the Lord in each of our lives that is worth it. We receive your spirit now. Heal us and deliver us in Jesus' mighty name. And one last time, God's people said, Hallelujah, amen. Let's sing this wonderful song again. You will not be shaken. Let's stand at our seats. We're not quite finished, let's sing and take the last couple of minutes. You've got all day and all tomorrow to go back to your life. But linger one more minute in God's presence and let's declare this as a prophecy in your life. You will not be shaken, amen. Whatever the devil throws at you, your God is for us. Hallelujah for you and for me, hallelujah.
1: We trust in God, for we trust.
0: our hands one last time we pray that this bank holiday weekend and all the week ahead not one person here would be shaken by circumstances may words that are like arrows aimed against us fall flat may the fiery darts from satan aimed at our lives be quenched in your life in jesus name And may you know in your dreams and in your days the blessing of God's providence, of his protection, and of his anointing. We give you this week ahead, God. Keep us well and keep our loved ones safe and secure till we gather again next week. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you so much for coming. Every one of you. We appreciate you. We've got coffee and tea upstairs in our beautiful atrium. It's all for free. You're welcome to join us. God bless you if you have to go, and we'll see you soon. The guys are going to play us out.